Mm. You an extra loud today, Julie. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I have an idea for the bit. Hold on. Yeah, there oh, we yeah. go. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Let's see if That's I can do good. a flat rock again. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so I have an idea for the bit. Uh, you? We were still watching the episode when Janine showed up today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made him walk away and shut the door so that he wouldn't know what was happening. Bolt the door. <laughs> the door. <laughs> That's true. Um, so that we could get a pure, clean, undiluted, oh shit. And, yes. I, I, and I'd like to see if we can make that happen now. So just between us and there are... There, uh, technically, there are four of us plus Janine because uh, listener and Patreon patron Katie Vernon. Kirshner. Kirshner. There's a different. Katie Vernon is a publicist. <laughs> Sorry. Katie Kirshner uh, is uh, hanging out with us today. We did not have enough mics, so she's going to be like old school Janine for a bit. Okay. Uh, but Ruth McCormick is here with us. Hello. Uh, we'll do whatever intro, real intro later. I'm, I've already ruined the joke. It's fine. We're doing whatever. it anyway. We're, we'll do it live. So um, <laughs> this better be your best oh shit ever. <laughs> so I, I thought between us we might describe. We might paint a picture. We might okay. describe what happens in the first mm, four minutes of the episode Pre-button. to see pre-button. What we get from Janine. Does that sound like a decent plan? Sounds fine to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, first we're on the Bruja. Oh, yeah. The Bruja. Which the they Bruja. keep calling like Bruja. And I'm like, this isn't a yeah. fucking. But also, why would you name your ship that? So, well, I mean. Why would you I name your ship the Let's find shit. out. The witch. That's what I Let's just said. Let's find out. So, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, Ian is, it's a flashback. Ian, uh, Ian is being brought aboard, yeah. soaking wet and really pissed. This is after he's he stole the jewels furious. from the island. Well, oh, right. he right. has the treasure box yeah. in his hands. And he's understandably pissed. You can't take me away from my home. And there's this threatening looking dude, this first like, I don't know, let's just kill him or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> one thing leads to another. And then he's like, oh, well, never mind. The Bakra likes boys. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I was told there would be no boys. No, I was told there would be boys. I was yeah, told well, that there would be young boys. Yes. It's uh, what it was. Anyway. Uh, um, so they decide they're going to take him with them to Jamaica. Flash forward. Wean is being thrown in a hole, basically. Yeah. Like, like a, a cave. dungeon prison. Tell the Bakra we're here. She will be very happy to know this. And he she? thinks he's alone. Mm. And... Then all of a sudden he hears like, what's your name? And out of the yeah. shadows. Le- comes at like a decrepit looking little. Oh, oh shit. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's like another, another young guy, another young lad. Mm-hmm. Who's like, well, I don't know why I gave him a Scotch accent. He's not Scotch, but um, yeah. he, he Scotch. had an accent, I think British accent or something. And he's just like, my name is Kevin. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember his name. I don't even think I wrote it down. I remember Abiku's name, which was the silent yeah. African we that's the just like guy, staring around. We know the other guy isn't Scottish because Wean explains to him that Scotland is far from here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Henry? Mm-hmm. Henry? It is Henry. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Katie. Henry. Hal. Um, and uh, they start talking about like, the boys, they come in here and then they don't come back. Mm-hmm. There were six of us and now there's only two. Goes, what do you mean there were six of you? And then he in starts the explaining. Past, there were six <laughs> and now there are two. And then, I'm just going to call him Kevin. And then Kevin is like, well, <laughs> they go and they see the Bakra. And then the other guy's name is... A key, a biku, a biku, a biku. All of a sudden, it's like <gasps> I know that word. That's a bad word. I doesn't know that speak word. English, but here's Bakra freaks out. Like, 
and they can, and they never come back. And then lo and behold, someone is like, "Hey, you with the pretty blonde hair, we in, we in, mm-hmm. come with it's us. Time oh. you got to come see the background." He's like, "Fuck no, shit." <laughs> then he gets shoved into a, a at a plantation of some sort. It's a big, big, pretty pink plantation. Mm-hmm. He gets it's a rose colored plantation. <gasps> yeah. He gets shoved into a, a lavishly appointed bedchamber. Oh, shit. Wait, no, 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 no. This is only the You hold on to that shit because it is about to get Okay, there's like three movies in this all of a sudden. hold on. Jeez. A big slave, presumably, a large black man, walks him in and like shoves him on the bed. And then he just leaves. He's wide developed that character. Yeah. This episode is pretty gross in some ways. I think intentionally so. Anyway, we'll get there. And Ian is just sitting on the bed, and then he's like, "What the fuck?" And you can see that he sees something like that in the direction of yet. the camera. We mm-hmm. don't he's see like, it yet. Fuck this! And then from the bottom of the frame comes a, a small, delicate, feminine foot, fucking covered in blood, just uh, covered, like all the Do way to like the knee, leg, just toes. red. Yeah, and then <laughs> the foot is attached to a person who begins speaking in a Scottish accent. The bloody leg? Yep. Oh, yes. Shit. Like still a, not a, what like the? A, what am I supposed to still do? Not, still not it. Literal still not it, Jenny. She's bathing in blood. What and the starts fuck? to say some things like, don't be alarmed. It's only good blood. It keeps my skin young and pure. <laughs> and you see her stand up covered in blood. From just, the neck down. Her, her face is clear. flowing just down like, her body. Oh, and her hair is up. Blonde hair all pinned up. And... Um, Strawberry blonde, I, yeah, strawberry exactly. blonde, mm-hmm. and it's uh, she's has a beautiful body, st- just dripping blood all over her body, and she's stretching, and it's very this. And then she glances over her shoulder, and Julie goes, "Oh shit!" Because the bloody foot and the nice backside belong to Gateless Duncan. Fuck yeah! Welcome back, bitch. Welcome back. Welcome back with your fucking eyebrows and your amazing forehead. God yeah. damn. And your forehead is on full display in this episode. It's on blood. And your, it is <laughs> like renaissance worthy. Your knack for blending dark humor and genuine malice and emotional complexity all into a weird Time traveling Susan of hotness. I just <laughs> lot of her beak. We love you. We love you so, so much. much. So much. And we're so we happy to see you. And again. I didn't even drink from the oh shit. That's how excited I am. I'll Cheers. Let's do it again. It. We'll yeah. try it again. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I'm a very satisfied Allison Shoemaker. <laughs> I am Julie Starbird. Uh, also satisfied. No, no, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Janine. Hey. And we have with us Ruth McCormick. Hello. Uh, Ruth is a friend of ours, friend of the show, watcher of the show, started watching the show because of the podcast. Because I listened to the first season of the podcast before I figured I should start watching the show. <laughs> we're so in, now I watch it. We're influencers. We're influencers. We are taste Fucking makers. We also, I'm going to carefully pick up my microphone. Have Katie with us. Say hi, Katie. Hey. Yeah. We we don't have enough mics, so she's she, she's here to eat pizza and listen. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, and I should say, we are drinking a variety of things. 
but the thing really worth mentioning, I mean, Empirical yes. Empirical Brewery explaining the science of beer. Always. Uh, but we are drinking two beers from Colorado brought to us by friend of the show, lovely person, Molly Mullen. Thanks, Molly. Thank you, Molly. Uh, I am drinking 90 Shilling As Ale am I. from me, Odell me Brewing mm-hmm. Company. Uh, it's really good and not typically my normal style. I usually don't like browns, but this is a nice toasty. It's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Katie is drinking Claymore Scotch Ale, which is on point uh, from Great Divide. Delicious. Uh, there's some swords on it. There's a there's a tartan. It looks a little bit like the Mackenzie tartan. I'm not gonna lie. I know it looks like our logo. It does look like our logo. <laughs> Damn it, they have a Daphne too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, technically we have a Daphne because that's just the Fraser tartan that. Zach took from somewhere to make oh, our look. Right. It's well, true. Thanks, Zach. So we're Daphne. the Daphne. Oh. We're the Daphne now. Oh. <sighs> uh, I want to know. I want everybody listening. Uh, if you are hanging out in our Slack channel, if you, as directed, stood up and yelled, nailed it, when Galus Duncan showed up at that ball, I just want you to let me know, because I felt a disturbance in the force, and so <laughs> I, think, I think I wasn't the only one to do that. Um, so, Julie, which episode are we talking about today? We are talking about season three, episode 12, The Bakra. God. Which we found <sighs> out means the boss. And also um, due to a cursory search onto Urban Dictionary uh, might mean whipped back. Back raw. That's what Urban Dictionary said. Hmm. So we don't know if we believe it, but it totally makes sense in that in this episode we get to see a lot of slavery shit. Yes. Janine, it's not awesome. Yeah. I don't think that with one serious exception, I think it's actually handled very intelligently. Um, It made us uncomfortable in the ways I think it's supposed to make us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They do a great job with that on the show, like paying attention to that. They do, but there's one moment that we'll get to that was like, oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so this is basically it's a an episode that's like the dueling stories of Claire and Jamie looking for Wean and Galus, Galus Duncan. Duncan showing back up and making everybody's lives worth living. Fuck yeah. oh, but Jesus Christ! Also being an evil fucking bitch. I feel like right now I want to get out of the way. I want to apologize to. I want to apologize to uh, Gary Young. God, is that his name? Yeah, I didn't it is. Pull up my it's Gary Young. Yeah, and uh, who plays Margaret Campbell? I What's can't that remember. I'm doing it right now. Um, uh, anyway, I want to apologize to both of them. I want to apologize to the gr- oh, also Coinface shows up. Coinface, oh, yeah. Coinface is here too. Uh, it's it's like the reunion episode. It's great. It is like the reunion episode. They all showed up at the party. But less sexy than the reunion episode. Less sexy, but maybe more exciting. I don't know. I have high standards. I gotta be real. It's the in the little post credits thing where they talk about the show and whatever it's behind the scenes into the world <laughs> i know is i know you don't like it i truly believe they, it's called into really the world I wrote, the it, it, no i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. it's even worse inside the world that's gross <laughs> that's disgusting this is a family podcast <laughs> oh is it what kind of family is listening to this I need to meet that family. Uh, <laughs> but I'm finding it. So Gary Young and Allison Pargeter, um, and also David Barry, and also Katrina Buffman and Sam Huon. I want to apologize to all of them because there's just no fucking way. No, I'm sorry. Like, you can't stand it's, up. it's not even close. I'm it's sorry. Like, it's like, um, it's like 
when LeBron dunks on somebody. It's like you watch him and you're like, will anybody ever be this good at basketball ever again? And also, who are all these jokers that still say Michael Jordan is the best of all time? Because I am sorry, Don't he is not Kevin Lambert. anymore. He is not LeBron we're, James is the we're best. We're going to put Kevin in a hole. A different Kevin. But then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I understood it deeply. I want to take one more moment to just, I want to thank everybody who helped me hide this from Julie for fucking two and a half years. Thank you so much. I truly had no idea. I want to thank But I will say that when the bloody foot showed up, I, I knew it was her. I could just, I just you felt knew it, it in your bones. Honestly, as you were describing it, you're a regular Margaret Campbell. Oh. As you were describing you know it and you, and you put that Scottish accent on, on that creepy leg, I was like, Oh God. She's back. It's a good it's story. That's still my favorite live mm-hmm. It's a good story. But it's goat blood, not virgin blood. Are still you a virgin? Yeah, it's we just goat blood. Let's do it. Uh, oh, you're not you a virgin? Don't. Then you know what to do. We'll get there. That's what she says. Yeah. 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 We'll get there. Oh, we'll get yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we did get, get a nudity alert and no strong sexual content, which as it turns out is probably a good thing. We did also get I one long- that, that was sexual content. I mean, though. it is, but not strong. It was like my own sexual That's content. We also got like a really good long lingering look. Look, that was like a prelude to a boning. Mm-hmm. Like you knew they were, they were looking at each other and they were like, "Oh man, are we ever going to do it later?" Yeah, except for but, not. But like a mature, we have been through hell and back, and I really just appreciate you as a human being. Put your penis inside me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like that. It was a nice moment. Yeah, it was a nice moment. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> so let's let's go back to the lavishly appointed bedchamber. And pick mm-hmm. up where we left off. Because Jesus Christ, all I want to do is talk about Lottie Verbeek until I die. <laughs> like, I just can't. And I this is all can't. before the theme music. Once again, it was a cold open. Yeah, there was no theme music. Like, yeah. like, so I, this season, I guess they've decided this is the way they play now. Yeah. Julie, I don't think we could have seen Lottie Verbeek in the credits and then yeah, had that right. reveal. They couldn't show that. That's fair. Then, That's fair. They couldn't have her yeah. name listed. Ruth, yeah, right about Ruth. Because then, otherwise, you're doing Justice League when they show hair. Oh, never mind. No, that's absolutely not a spoiler. I'm sorry. That Henry Cavill has been a part of the entire promotional tour for Justice League. Everybody on the internet that's pissed when they find out that oh, Superman, Superman is in this movie. Supposed to be dead. You guys, oh. is Superman in this movie because you've all ruined it for me. Ooh, thank God. Don't go see it. I only went because it was free for me. I'm not gonna tell. I like. I'm not ever gonna say. Hey, here's what ha- happens in this movie. But I'm sorry. He was on the fucking posters. Like Henry Cavill was. He was a part of the promotional tour for the fucking movie. There's. You cannot be spoiled. If Warner Brothers is like. By the way. By the way, Superman's in this movie. I don't know if you knew that. Um, please buy tickets to our movie. And then everybody's like, mm-hmm, nah. I want to. I want to apologize for taking us to Justice League when we have such an awesome episode. We to talk really about. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah. So she comes out of the bloodbath. Oh, but wait. I do need to mention one of my notes. Okay. In the hole in the dungeon where we and is at first talking to Kevin and a Biku. <laughs> they mention the Bakra and they're both very scared no, about it. Change, can we change Kevin to Tyler? Okay, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> Tyler and a Biku are both very scared of the Bakra. And I was like, who's this Bakra? Who's the Bakra? It's Elaine Stritch. <laughs> And I just want to live in a world for two seconds where we can imagine that Elaine Stritch is the boss of this plantation. And what <laughs> what would that be like? Well, she would have a, a ton of fire ant bites because she'd be walking around in sheer black pantyhose. She would be. Oh, and, and, a white just, shirt. and just a white men's shirt that goes to her knees. She also would have incredible glasses, lots of cigarettes, and a unending supply of Bay's English moments. 
no. Uh, do you do you know my favorite Elaine Stridge anecdote? Mm-mm. It's probably an apocryphal story. I'm sorry. It, you can't mention Please this tell shit. It. It's short. I will never say no to an I Elaine think, Stridge story. I think maybe this was in one of her like one woman shows. Um, so maybe it's coming from there. I do not know the source. I've heard the story from like three different people because they all know how much I love Elaine Stritch and the other person in the story. So she's mm-hmm. at some sort of industry party and it was when she was first getting her music theater career going and whatever. So like the late 60s Something like that. So she's um, drinking at this bar. People keep going home. People keep going home. And as it turns out, uh, the last two people left at this bar at this party are Elaine Stritch and Judy Garland. <gasps> what? Oh, I want you to know Literally everybody at the Heart table just went like, <laughs> So they're gas. sitting at the bar, just getting hammered, talking the talk. Uh, Elaine Stritch is presumably peeing her sheer black yeah, yeah, she's, she's getting those streaks, you know I what I mean? Um, right? Uh, and and, the, and suddenly it's, I don't know, three, four in the morning, whatever. It's late. And Judy Garland puts down a drink and she looks over to Elaine and she's, I think Jen Moniz told me this story most recently because I'm hearing it in her voice now. She looks over to Elaine and she goes, Elaine, I don't often say this, but... Good night. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I like to think that somewhere on Rose Hill Plantation, uh, Galus Duncan looked over at Wean and was like, Wean, I don't often say this, but good night. Good night. <laughs> never yeah. try to outdrink a Scotsman. <laughs> or never try to outfuck a 17-year-old boy because they can go forever. That's well. With a short recharging period. I, I, I'm not speaking from... What? <laughs> I've known my husband that long, so. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. I mean, like, I did start boning Neil when he was 19, so that's close. Yeah, spout. Just saying. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, anyway, Patty. Anyway, Patty, let's move on. This episode okay. is going to so, be the best. Uh, so Galus, um, yes, they're scared of the, whatever. Do you, by the way, do you, I don't have, suppose you happen to wrote down whatever inaudible shit I screamed when Galus turned around and arched that eyebrow hers, did you? No, you were like, eyebrow bitch. I know I, I said eyebrow bitch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we had occasion she's to say got, eyebrow bitch. She's got inhuman control of she's her fucking eyebrows. She's really good at eyebrows. <laughs> she's very, uh, eye-backing? Browcting? Browcting. Browcting. Browbeating. Browacting. 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 I'm going to think. We are actively workshopping this this entire episode. We will come up with a name by the end. I feel like this is going to be like last week when somehow you guys failed to say the word tonal shift, which I'm never going to forgive you for. We did. So if you are out there and you come up with a better... Janine's still laughing. You come up with a better thing than Bracting or Bracting or... Braumaturgy. Braumaturgy is pretty fucking tight. Braumaturgy is good. It's I, not. I, it, no, I love it. In, in my heart, I love it. I'm still workshopping, though. Bra- it's still what in my about, brain. What about Browformance? Browformance. Braumaturgy still wins in my heart. I don't know. Well, She's we'll a Browspian? <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> this bitch going on two minutes right now. Okay, okay, fine. Bro Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> a brown a brownie. A brownie. Oh my god. Anyway, Lonnie Verbeek is good. 
She's very good. Anyway, she gets out, she gets out of this bath. Uh, hashtag skincare goals. Yes. First of all, uh, I guess it's a handy way to explain away the fact that it hasn't actually been 20 years since Lottie Verbeek last was on t- this show. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's just her body like, is not in 20 years. It's fucking uh, in the books. First in the beautiful. books of the episode. Uh, in the books, uh, Galus is uh, portly. Oh yeah, they have a conversation. First of all, this mm. happens not at the Galus isn't at the ball. They uh, they meet her at her plantation. They hear that Mistress Abernathy sometimes has indentured labor. You heard that right? Abernathy. Are you gasping? Because that's what we did. When keep we heard a little. That. Keep a little mind check there. I know. Yes. This is the reunion episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, that's the prequel, yeah. actually. <sighs> uh, so they um, they find out that Mistress Abernathy has indentured labor sometimes. So they go to meet her at her plantation. And Claire is stand- they're standing there waiting for her. And all of a sudden, the door opens and she walks in. And they're both like, holy fucking shit. Because this is a gay list. And she's portly. And one of the first things she says is, you kept your garish figure, I see. And, and Claire does not say, amazingly, Claire does not say, oh, you didn't, because <laughs> she thinks it, but she doesn't say it. So uh, I, th- I think this is a great way to explain away Galus looking exactly the fucking same, but with slightly lighter hair. Her hair is different. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. lighter. Mm-hmm. It's and like lightened with yeah, age. Yes, yeah. and with sun. Yeah. And her forehead is larger. I think her forehead was probably always that no, big. No, it felt a little more renaissance It felt a little more... It was... I'm turning away from the glory of God painting. Like it, it, it was almost like she was shaving it. It maybe for me. wigs. Maybe for wigs. Maybe. maybe. I, I think know. she probably just has like a, a very high forehead. Yes. yes, as my niece who has a high forehead calls it, a five head. <laughs> That is on point. So uh, she gets out. She's parading around. She's like, oh, by the way, don't worry. It's just ghost blood. (laughs) I'm coded in it. (laughs) Arabella, no. (laughs) Nailed it. I don't feel like that's much better. Here's the thing, though. Like, ghost blood is gross, but we're doing stale mucus now. So, like, is it better? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Yeah, snail mucus is like a oh, yeah. trend in skincare. K beauty, Korean yeah. beauty. It keeps you beautiful just putting snail, snail slime, slime on your skin. On your skin. Mm. Allison, you know how I feel about this, and it is no way, no. Yeah, but no here's slugs. I'm okay with snails, but I don't want no them crawling on my face. Yeah, no but, slugs. But isn't a slug just a just a snail who lost his house? A slug is a shameless bitch. <laughs> Speaking of shameless bitches, Galus is walking around, stark fucking naked, covered in blood, obviously trying to arouse this 15-year-old boy. Which she easily does. Yeah, and he is, like, gonna, terrified, but like, why do I have a boner? I can't like, control yeah. my pudge. Yeah. So, <laughs> she's a, yeah, she's like a teeny tiny little, like, fear boner. Yeah. Um, so she's, I don't even know what she says because I was just staring like, oh my god, thank you, Jesus. Like, I was so excited. And then a tray comes in and there's food on it and it's all like sweet meats and this little spice cake and it's like ian how do you eat food at a place where you just watched a woman get out of a bath of yeah, like, <laughs> forget, also, forget that have you never read a story yeah like, like if greek mythology rules apply don't eat those sweets yes or, <laughs> like, or fairyland and we mm-hmm. know they all know about the fairies did you live in a den like they all know they know about the, the scouts yeah. know they're fairies yeah they don't think claire's a fucking fairy although i guess maybe that would actually be whatever it doesn't mean you'd eat something if claire gave it to you or maybe not i don't know i don't know yeah. but he straight goes for it because he's starving well, he's, well yeah. yeah i mean he's been you know, eating presumably like bannocks. 
Hard tack. Like and hard then he takes yeah. one sip of the hot tea and goes, ah, like it's disgusting. There's a weird taste to uh-huh. it. She goes, ooh, it's bad without sugar. You need to and put she, some sugar she in it. She puts some sugar in it. And, and then, then like, and then she licks the fucking out. sugar spoon like, ah, sugar. What the fuck? And he keeps fucking drinking that shit, which is just proof that men are the inferior sex. Meanwhile, that's fair. Galus has dumped water <laughs> on herself out of a pitcher. It was very Renaissance painting, like, mm-hmm. except for instead of washing away, I don't know, her shame, she's washing away goat's blood. <laughs> she puts on this beautiful yellow robe. And leaves it like kind of open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like mostly open. She's still performing. And sits yeah. down. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sits down and is having a conversation about, oh, by the way, I heard you were found on this, on the Selkie's Isle holding my treasure box. And he and he's kind of like, well, but you're t- I'm not holding your anything right now. Like, when, what? what? Why do I have a boner? Shame boner. And there were only Two sapphires? There was supposed to be three sapphires. And she's and he's like, Well, I didn't take it. I just I just told you I didn't take it. Why do I have a boner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she um keeps talking to him and he keeps drinking this tea and then all of a sudden he's like, My uncle took it. <laughs> Literally. There's a hand slap over the mouth and everything. Just like that. Just like that. Oh my yeah. god. And then she finds out that his uncle is James Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser. And she's just like, oh, really? Eyebrow. Yep. What? And mm-hmm. then I think I said, eyebrow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I think the theme music started. No. It was somewhere in there. No. She, he, she, keeps, he, she keeps drinking. He keeps drinking. Oh, that's and right, they were talking about whatever. The and then thing. he asks her what you do with the boys. And she says, well, I have my way with them. Virgins have so much power. And then I have no use for them anymore. But don't worry. It's not such a bad way to go. And he's like, I'm, I'm not, not a virgin. virgin. And he's like, then she says, oh, good. So you'll know what to do. <laughs> Opens her fucking room. And then she's like crawling around. At one oh, point, she's like poking her foot at his did boner. this monkey toe on his face. Oh, like yeah. She puts oh, her God, foot on his face. And, and so like kind of has goat's can blood, see on, it. God's blood on it. Face with her toe. And then she kind of like sexually. crawls like sexually across the bed. And it's like, you want to give me it? And he's like, you want a no, piece of her beak? Buddy, yes, you yes, do. I know. And he sort of crawls toward it. And then things all... It is wild. Um, Man. It is oh, fucking great all before television. I forgot I forgot about her quote. Oh, that cake is too dry. Oh, yeah. That oh, cake yeah. is too dry. <laughs> so he'll drink more of the witch tea. Oh, also, she says, it's a... The tea makes you speak the truth. A witch doctor makes it for me, which I assume means just her doctor because mm-hmm. she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> and then theme song. And then uh, I wrote brochures. Brochures. Oh, yeah. Brochures. They So Claire and Jamie get back to the island. Voiceover. And the yeah. voiceover is saying that 
Clara has only experienced Jamaica in travel brochures. Brochures. So she's imagining tiki drinks with little umbrellas. And instead, her nephew has been enslaved. Instead, she walks straight up into a slave market. Yeah. So first, they meet an associate of Jared's who's like, oh, well, mm, I'm really surprised to see you because I don't know who you are. And also, why did you sail a ship in the winter? And also, like, what the, uh, but wait, 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 you brought wine? Um, We're cool. We're cool. cool. Yeah, cool. cool. Please come to this party with me. The new governor of Jamaica wants to buy alcohol for his party. And Jamie's like, okay, well, yeah, of course, here's the booze. But and Claire's like, hey, wait, Ian. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we can't go, we can't go to this party. We have to find my nephew. And he's like, well, okay, I'll help you however you want. So they start walking through the slave market, talking to people like the Bruja. And then Julie kept going, Bruja. 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 Um, trying to find Ian, talking to all of these fucking horrible men selling people for money. It's pretty gross. It's awful. And you can see Claire is just having a... They all seem to be having a hard time with it. At least Claire and Jamie do. But you can see in particular that Claire is finding it extremely difficult. Mm. Probably not as difficult as the fucking enslaved people. people. in the cages. <laughs> like yes. the bamboo see, cages with their arms woman, sticking out of uh, them. And we see like, a woman being branded. No. It's just the horrors mount. And they, and they find out that... The slaves brought in on the Bruja were sold to the governor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so then he says, okay, I guess we will go to the governor's ball. Well, no, then he asks if there's any light skin or any fair skinned slaves. Yes. In the- right. Because he's trying to find for Ian. young Ian. Yes. He's trying to find Ian. Oh, no, I only deal in the savages. Yeah, I, yeah, oh. I only sell savages. Yeah, they're oh, just Aaron, It was it was bad. And really then, awful. And then Jamie oh, it gets worse. worse. Jamie looks around and is like, "Wait, where the fuck is my fucking wife?" <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is about to start a fucking riot in the slave market. Understandably, mm-hmm. but she's a really bad time traveler. She's oh, very bad at travel. Really so bad she at sees this. this man, who apparently walks with a limp being auctioned and there's like bickering about like how much is he actually worth and that the slave auctioneer is saying oh well he's virile great for breeding it's so terrible he can't walk very well but you can get babies from this one and someone in the crowd wants to see proof uh, and it says Christ. something like, oh, well, Mistress Abernathy brought her, bought herself a big one. This is all coming from Katie who caught it and I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he didn't produce any jizz worthwhile. There he was no worthwhile. Drop any fools. Drop any fools. I don't, I I don't know if you know this, Damn but uh, 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 sometimes a sire stamps his get. Ugh. Uh, and. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, so they're de- debating about whether or not this slave fires blanks, basically. And the slit and Claire is just like very visibly upset. Katrina does a really great job here. And he reaches under the slave's loincloth to start masturbating him. Oh my fuck. God. To prove he can get a heart on, and Claire loses her goddamn mind and oh, starts hitting people with parasols. Wow! With parasols. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, Jamie! Well, Jamie. earlier, she's like, who was it? Leslie or Hayes? One of them says, one of the artists oh, have a parasol because then otherwise people will see that you are a respectable woman. She's like, I don't give a fuck if people think I'm respectable or not. <laughs> These people are horrible. Yeah. So, then she hits everybody with yeah. it. Yeah. So she yeah. hits and then she smacks people with it. And then Jamie shows up and she's like, fix it. 
So the way he fixes it is by buying this slave and Uh putting it in her name. So now Claire Fraser is a slave owner. His name is Temeraire. And they have a conversation. First, she and Jamie have a conversation where she's like, we have to free him. And he's like, yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, That's not actually that simple. Because if we just freed him, he would just get picked up by somebody else. And if we just kept him, but said he was free and like tore up the paper or whatever, then he'd have no proof that he was actually owned by you. So no, we can't do that. Uh, And she's like, well, okay, Um, this really sucks. And it does really suck. And it's very gross and uncomfortable. Uh, but hey, we have to go to a party. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's get dressed. So they just- ask Temeraire if he will go with them to the party to talk to the slaves from the Brugia. And <laughs> thanks, girl. <laughs> thanks, girl. And oh, what? <laughs> and find out uh, what happened to Ian. And he says, uh, so I'm free. And they're like, well, soon. no, but soon. And he's like, cool. Great. Works for me. But yeah, also the slave receipt exists like for her historian daughter to find in yes. the future. Ruth, by the way, has not read the books. I read the first book once like 10 years ago. Yes. Hold on. Sorry for mouth sounds, but there's a cashew in front of me. <laughs> they're rosemary they're delicious anyway then they have to get all dolled up for the party because they got to go find Wean. Wean. and then now the more- oh we also found out um right after uh the conversation with Timmerare, we find out that galus is the one that paid for Margaret Campbell, the soothsayer the mentally ill woman who can see the future with her shitty shitty brother Archie Campbell that Galus Duncan is the one that paid their passage. So she is the wealthy patron oh, in the West Indies that they were talking about in the episode in which Margaret Campbell was introduced. Yeah. So now we know that Margaret and Archie are here as well. There's a scene where basically they're they're talking about the reason that Galus is upset is you need all three. And this is a, like similar in result, but a departure plot wise from the book. They need all three sapphires for Margaret Campbell to be able to tell a specific prophecy. That's Neil. Also, can we go back to that conversation with Temeraire for a minute? I have a yes, glass. please. Um, a glass? Yes. Or an ass. Oh, I mean, whatever. Um, so as they're convincing Temeraire, like, okay, we're going to free you, but we can't right now because, like, it's not safe. Um, they also explain that they have to find young Ian because he was taken into slavery just like you. Oh, which yeah. is oh, yes. Which totally was, different. Which was yeah. gross. Um, and, then, and then so they're like, so can you help us? Which, like, he's like, okay, cool. But also they own him, so. I want to – yes, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I want yeah. to make a um, – a, point and I don't God, I would have to go way through my Twitter DMs to try to figure out who sent this but a listener sent me a message God months ago when we were talking about um, I think in this case it was Duncan Innes who may or may not be in the show now um, and all of the prisoners of Ardsmuir who were uh, turned into indentured labor so mm. they went overseas and then were basically their contract was owned by somebody until 
uh, it would until a period of time had passed or the owner died or whatever. Um, and in that episode, I said exactly what fucking Jamie says. And this woman, bless her, was like, hey, so that's really shitty and don't think that way. But like in a very kind way, like yeah. in a very, and she is absolutely right. So I was especially sensitive to that screw up because I was like, well, actually, no, that's true. Because there is a difference. Yes, somebody basically owns you in a way that you don't have any control over and you don't have any rights. But at the same time, there's an end date and you're white. So mm -hmm. no, they're very different things. It's mm -hmm. not the enslavement of an entire race of people being brought from their home continent against their will to have no rights and um, be treated like cattle. You're mm -hmm. just somebody with a name and a past who has an expiration date on when you're um, <laughs> when you're forced into labor. So um, made me think about that message again. And uh, how Jamie was kind of dumb there in a way that I was also kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. So I guess well, waiting Claire, to go. Claire kind of just like Claire? accepted it and moved on. But then later he does have the actual question for her yeah. as the person from the future. And that comes when they're at the ball mm -hmm. when he's like, yeah. how, mu how much longer How much longer does this go on? Mm. Yeah. And she's like, well, this long for Britain, this long for America. And guess which is longer, Janine? Mm -hmm. America. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the extra, extra bummer mix. <laughs> no, actually, what, when, I, uh, when I was in Liverpool, I guess a little closer to a year ago now, now mm -hmm. uh, we actually went to a slavery museum that they have there, <gasps> which is actually, it's very depressing um, just to like put that over to color the rest of the description. But it's actually an amazing look at like how the slave trade existed and really owning up to like what the, how Liverpool played a part in it and why it was such a big deal there. And it was, it was one of those things to like look at and then go, man, this fucking thing, if this was anywhere in the States, like that we'd be. I mean, I think we're like 20 years away from something like that existing, which is really upsetting mm -hmm. to think about, you the know? The Slavery Museum in Charleston is similarly like oh, is very good and extremely depressing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Guys, I haven't been to that one yet. Humans are garbage. Yes. Um, Specifically white dudes. Yeah. But whatever. Pat. And some white women. Uh-huh. Oh, a yeah, lot oh, of yeah. white women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, we, we get to see one. <laughs> we yeah. get to see an extra one. There are some white ladies in that slave market. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, yeah. and at the party. Yeah. Really into maybe seeing a black dick, which Jesus was gross. very gross. Uh, yeah. And can we also say that, like... Well, Lottie Verbeek is really awesome. Gail is fucking sucks. She's the worst. She's incredibly intelligent and really scary and has a wicked sense of humor. But Galus is just the worst. The worst. <laughs> know, you guys, like maybe it's just 2017, but I'm like extremely into her kill all men powerful woman thing. I am like, into it. her kill all men thing. I know she's bad, but. <laughs> I'm into her kill all men thing. I am not into her slave Enslaved. boss thing. That, oh, yeah, that part is all worse Bonker. in the book. Yes. Like way worse in the book. But I can't say anything because we haven't actually spent any time. Like Claire hasn't gone to Rose Hall yet. So I don't know if we'll see that shit. Okay. Um, but we will see more of Galus's plantation. I am almost sure. And um, yeah, I will reserve my comments on the way that Galus's slave shit it happens in the book for next week. All right. Okay. So maybe I'll revise my opinion next week. Probably, probably not. <laughs> so the um, their uh, fancy white person carriage pulls up in front of the fancy white governor's ball in Jamaica, <laughs> and out comes Jamie and his 
bullshit powdered wig. I'm sorry. I love that wig. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Ruth is right. Ruth, talk about your um, wig thoughts. Like, why? Well, like, the, the hairline is extremely obvious, but I think it's to show, like, hey, did you notice I'm wearing a wig? My hairline is extremely obvious because <clears throat> this is a wig because I can afford a wig. It's less, shh, it's a wig and more, hey, hey yeah. it's a wig. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what we were back then, too? Yeah, like that's were, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what Yes, I am. so it's yeah, a status symbol. It's yeah. more like drawing attention to the fact that it is fake hair on top of your real hair. That's why judges and stuff shit wear that stuff. Over right, but in this case, it also has a practical purpose because he has to hide his fucking hair because he's like a seven True. foot seven hot Scotsman mm-hmm. with red hair. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he might stand out a little. So now he's just like an eight foot seven um, guy with a shitty Frenchman wig. and Mm. Oh, we almost missed it. The no, thing. it's coming. It's coming. Sick burn of the episode. Sick burn. It, it happens right here. In a Galus mm. episode. The sick burn of the episode does not go to Galus. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. It Etienne goes Cho. to Cho. Indian Cho, man. Good guy. <laughs> They're talking so about the wig. And he Fergus gets says, out of the carriage. Jamie gets out of the carriage and Fergus is like, no, so, who says he looks like a dandy? It, oh, it's Marsley. Oh, well, Marsley. He asks Marsley. a question. He's like, he how says, do, I, do I look like do a... Do I look like a provocateur or something like that? Mm-hmm. And Marsley's like, you look like a dandy. <laughs> and then Fergus is like, no, he looks like a Frenchman. <laughs> and then E.T. and Joe's like, same thing. Sick <laughs> burn, E.T. and Joe. Oh, yeah, great. thank you. Um, in case you were wondering, Janine, if the racial insensitivity of pre-colonial, I guess actually colonial Jamaica, right? It would be colonized mm-hmm. yeah. at this point. Yeah, because yeah. of course, because sure. the governor yeah. uh, of the white people on fucking Jamaica um, fades after the slave market, you would be wrong. <laughs> and some of it is fucking Jamie. Because Gary Young has this great moment. God, he's really good in this episode. There's a moment where That's all of us just started crying. Um, oh God, he was very good in this episode. So I think I thank the casting lords for this man. So yes, good. he's mm-hmm. so good. I can't wait to see him in more shit. He's so awesome. They're walking in, and I don't even know what line comes before it. But so somebody says like, "Well, and um, and Etn chose with us. Why?" For and he goes, "Oh, he's here as a distraction." And I was like, "God, damn it." I mean, that's why he brings him in the book, but because the show has done such a better job of coloring in uh, Etienne Cho than the book has, and also calling him by his name and not calling him Mr. Willoughby, mm-hmm. it really stands out. And you can see this look on his face where he's like, oh, fuck you, really? dude. Okay. I thought we were pals, but I guess I'm here as a distra. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fine, asshole. Mm-hmm. But then Jamie gets a moment to like push back against that. They're waiting in line to meet the governor of Jamaica. I wonder who that could be. But wait, wait, wait. When they first walk in, that's when Claire runs into Archie Campbell. And now we know that Archie and Margaret are here. So this is actually the first time. No, we We've saw- seen them. But this is when Claire first sees them. Claire sees them. Claire sees them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Claire knows they're here and now knows that what they were talking about was somebody here, their wealthy patron. She still doesn't know who that is yet. Yes. But we have seen them already because yes. they have, that is the thing we skipped over. They have a scene with Galus where they're talking about the sapphires and Margaret makes some kind of prediction that I didn't hear. And you find out that basically they've been brought there to try to find the, I don't remember the name of the prediction, the blah, 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 thing in the book, blah, 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 something King of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Shit. But this, in the moment where Claire talks to Archie Campbell, it, the camera pans to Margaret Against a wall, and then back to E.T. and Cho, 
And E.T. and Cho and Margaret have this moment that is very strong where they look at each other and they have full eye contact. And it's like Margaret kind of recognizes him in some weird way. I don't know. Or like is happy to see him. Like she smiles for the first time we've ever seen her maybe really smile. Would you say that maybe... Dreamweaver played? It, no, Dreamweaver did not no, play. It's not no, romantic. Not it's not romantic. It's um, it's like almost like kindred, kindred spirits. Oh, it's, okay. it's like two you. outsiders. People um, being treated like shit by the people in charge of them mm, looking at each other. Gotcha. It's very moving. And, gotcha. and it was really, it was long and lingering and important and it comes back later, but it was, it was very impactful. And then they walk in, and then Becky walks up and is like, Is he real? Is it it real? real. Is it real? Yeah. Uh, And this. Oh, this episode. She just giggles and giggles and giggles about the talking. Oh, it speaks English. Shit like that. It Mm. speaks English. It's so terrible. Really bad. And he says something. Uh, very graceful. If all the ladies of Jamaica are like you, then I will have found a, something, something, blah, whatever. Blah, blah. And and she's just giggling and like titillated and then just says like, oh, it even speaks English. <laughs> and Jamie, perhaps feeling like a fucking dick for being a fucking dick three minutes ago, <laughs> walks up and says, may I introduce my friend, my associate, yeah. something like that. Acquaintance, Mr. Acquaintance, Mr. Etienne Cho. And then he bows and whatever, but like, it's like, shut it down. Person, not attraction. Person, not attraction. And it's really, really terrible. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of cut to Fergus and Marsley, but like Parsley, um, <laughs> canoodling. They canoodle. Mm-hmm. And here's where we get the long lingering look. Oh, wait, wait. Yes, it's Margaret and E.T. and Cho make eye contact. And then he has the moment with E.T. and Cho where he introduces him to that asshole bitch. And then it's the law. Lo- and my note is, I love you. I hate slavery. <laughs> <laughs> where Jamie and Claire look at each other lingeringly and kind of hotly. But not in a like, let's go bone right now. Do you remember how public we used to be? Mm-hmm. Right. More more like more like I appreciate you, <laughs> you appreciate me. We are middle-aged people who both think this situation is bullshit. And I love you. And that's it's it's really like Sam Sam and Kat really like did it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great little moment. Totally worthless. It's not like a young lust moment. It's like a we've been together Although for it is twenty definitely years. Definitely lustful, but it oh, like, is lustful. But like it a, lets, like it sort of evolves a into that lust. Yeah. Restrained lust. <laughs> it's like affection, and then an understanding of all the things they've been through, and an understanding of all the time they were apart, an understanding of the weird situation they're in, and then this like, but we're totally gonna fuck later. And then she goes, she has this little like, <laughs> and then they're like in line for the governor. And Jamie looks up and um, oh, he also says, I hate standing in line. <laughs> oh, <it's> like, <laughs> me and Jamie. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Guess Old people. Come on. <laughs> Guess yeah. who the governor is, Janine? My note is Julie threw her notebook at this point. If that oh. helps. Yay. Is it, it Coinface? Was... <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you, get, you gave me a cast of characters who are being re- reunioned, and I'm just I'm glad to see I, I'm there. Yep. I'm with you. <laughs> so at no point. In this episode, does anybody explicitly say Lord John Gray was and is in love with Jamie and Jamie 
has very deep feelings for him that it's, are not romantic, but it is incredibly obvious the entire time. Pretty obvious. It's just, it's, and that's why I like it. So, because you can see, again, Katrina, but I'm really sorry that Lottie Verbeek is in this episode, although I guess I have picked her two weeks in a row, but like, I'm really sorry that Lottie Verbeek is in this episode because she just smoked everybody. Mm-hmm. A lot like she watched a fucking barbecue. Oh. <laughs> a lot of smoke. Um, but you can see, like, she doesn't, like, a sorrow about not understanding the depth of a relationship that she's witnessing. And, um, coin face and Jamie. Yeah, yeah. And some, like, I don't know, remorse about having missed all the time. And then some confusion. And then some, like, actual jealousy. And that sort of evolves throughout the episode. Uh, because at one point, coin face says to Claire, like, oh, did he tell you? Like everything, mm-hmm. yeah. Which yeah. is a shitty bitch move. Which is a lot. Which is like a lot of things. That's also really, kind of a shitty bitch move. I don't think it's intended to be. I think <laughs> it's, it felt shady. It I felt think, like I don't think so bit. because here's yeah. the thing: if there, he would there would be nothing like there's no like oh bitch that that is not a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. If people found out he was a sodomite. It would ruin his fucking life, and then he'd right. be killed. Yeah. Right? It's true. So yeah. like, so there isn't any. Um, like, well, he was my man while you were gone. Like, it's not that. No, no I think it's more no. like, are you cool? Or, yes. <laughs> or did Jamie tell you that I in a, I I reached out to him and I did these? Because he obviously told you all these other things. Yes. He told you about your son, his son. He told you about this, this, this. Did he tell you about what I what I tried, what, how I feel. This is why I'm saying I don't think it's a shady bitch move. I think Mm -hmm. it's like trying to figure out what this strange woman that he met and was unwillingly on her part, but was manipulated by as a child knows about my personal life. And he does bring that up in their, in their tete-a-tete scene, which we haven't gotten to yet. Cause it's so good. We're still in the like, Welcome to the governor. Yeah, welcome to the governor. And then everybody is shocked. Like all of them are just really shocked. And then Jamie and Lord John are both sort of overjoyed, but very overwhelmed. And everyone has so many feelings. And no one is wearing a kilt, so there isn't room for them to go anywhere. Like there's no room. It's not like how you like how you wear your eating pants. Like nobody brought feelings pants, and they're all wearing very constrained clothing. Stuck in your breeches. It's just it's stuck in your breeches are so full. Two buttons. Jamie introduces. It's not ET and Cho. Does he introduced? I'm sorry. What what is the um, African's name that they Timurere? Timurere. Does he introduce Timurere at that moment as his manservant? No, he introduces Claire. No, he says I said I wrote down manservant, not slave. He he chose the word manservant. Says my manservant is off talking to your slaves, and that's in after they leave privately Mm -hmm. because they they he says why don't we go somewhere and talk privately? And then Lord John is like, I know there are fifty people waiting in line, but do you have any idea what's going on right now? I gotta go. I gotta go. Take a hot minute. And then (laughs) I wrote down coin face. Where's his BFF stone to remind him? Oh, I wrote sapphire engagement ribbon. It's a really cool little piece of costuming. It is. That's cute. Uh, basically, he it, it's in in the book. Lord John wears a ring that I think has a sapphire in it, or maybe it's a ruby. I think the ring was for his. It love. is. So um, it, this is the connection I'm drawing. Yeah. So he's a in the book. I'm sorry. 
is a man who sort of um, values having mementos, having things close to him. So the person he lost at Culloden, which he and Jamie sort of bond over when Jamie's talking about losing Claire. um, And he talks about, I can't remember his name right now. I've had like seven beers. Um, Not true. I haven't had seven beers, but I've had a lot of beers. Anyway, Hector. It's Hector. Hector. Nice. Nice pull. So he... um, uh, has kept this ring uh, with a stone in it for decades, mm-hmm. and he wears it to remember him. So it's it's a really nice connection to something that he would do so that he would always have something related to Jamie close to him. So rather than selling the stone or treating it as evidence or turning it into the crown, he just had it set, stitched into a ribbon that he could like wear on his coat, not like a necklace or something obvious. So it's like his way of hiding a piece of Jamie close to him. And David Barry does such a good job of being like flustered and embarrassed when that, the sapphire is discovered. Yeah. It's it's, um, it's a, like a really mm-hmm. God. David Barry is so fucking good. He's very yeah. good. There's been so some discussion good. in the Slack. I guess in the Slack sounds like in the books now. <laughs> <laughs> um, about whether or not uh, the show is going to bring in any of the supplemental Lord John material because there are a bunch of um, like this isn't a spoiler because it's just like they're titles of books. So I'm sorry, um, Lord John Gray is not going to die next week because he's a major character and has his own mm-hmm. like spinoff series from the books and is one it's like a really really great interesting character they might game of thrones this you never know no man no i'm excited to read those supplemental books <laughs> no i think i think john i think lord john is here to stay uh so we have the meeting where they see each other and they talk and then they go talk privately they talk about willie willie is coming in a couple of months he's not mm-hmm. there right now mm-hmm. but willie is still alive and cool and probably like a preteen now and he's an equestrian Oh, he'll he doesn't like ride a horse. He still remembers you yeah. sometimes. Oh, which was <laughs> also a little shady. I don't think so. I know he didn't Again, mean it on I think purpose, honest. but it was just like, oh. There's a difference between shade and hard truth. I think yeah. this is hard truth. But it obviously hurt Jamie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he says as long as he's happy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we see, I'm sure that something happened in between here. My note taking was very sporadic in this episode because I was too excited most of the time. We see Margaret in the governor's garden of the house, Margaret Campbell, and she's sad and like just kind of despondent. And then E.T. and Cho sees her and goes and talks to her. And it is a beautiful scene. They exchange maybe three sentences. It's basically your brother mistreats you and he holds out his hand and she takes it and he says something to her in Chinese and she says, what does that mean? Flowers, a flower from heaven. She says, you're a rare soul. Oh, yeah. You're a rare soul. You're a rarer still. You're a rarer still. (laughs) It's really nice. And it's not, like, I I feel like I need to say again, it's not romantic. No. It's It's like beyond romance. Yeah. It's like. It's kinship. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's kinship. kinship. It is. It's kinship. We all just, like, two very lonely people. Um, being taken advantage of and ostracized. And it's just, it was a really, be- again, like totally not in the book. None of this is in the book. Um, the stuff that happens, uh, <laughs> the, you know what? This isn't even spoilers because there's no way it would happen now. In well, I guess some of it I can't say. Nope, because it might happen next week. I guess there's a chance. God damn it. <laughs> spoiler section. No, not even spoiler section. 
Whatever. There's a there's a murder at the party in the book. Okay. Oh. Um, and that is the plot that Etienne Chow gets all wrapped up in. Is there's a murder at the party um, of a, essentially like a Becky. It, although in that case, not actually this woman's fault. She's like, they call her the Mary Widow of Kingston. And it's just a woman who likes to get laid. And like, oh, oh, I'm just, you know what? Can I just I say, say the mad world about is that. fucking garbage yeah. anyway? Yeah. I am yeah. not mad about it. There's, I read this really, oh God, this is, oh, I'm just going for it. I'm sorry. And this is going to be a long episode. I promise. I'm not just going to ramble all the time. I read this really interesting thing on Twitter. Ugh. Twitter can <laughs> bite my balls. Janine is showing me 55 minutes right now, but I'm yeah, going we, for it. About how, yes, it's like a commonplace thing for us all to now talk about how baby it's called outside is super duper rapey. Oh, yeah. But it's actually Ew. more interesting than that because, of course, like roofing somebody's drink wasn't a thing back then. We hear it as being super rapey and like, like peer pressure and whatever uh, in our current and like the modern contemporary context. And of course, that's not what a lot of that stuff meant. I mean, it's still weird, but it's not a lot of that stuff meant. And actually what makes it makes it really sad and strange in its current con- or in its original context is that the song is basically about a woman who tr- wants to get laid, trying yeah. to find an excuse that will allow her to just stay and have sex with a dude she loves without being ostracized by her entire community. So he keeps trying to invent reasons that she should have to stay which is why the like kicker of a lyric is um at least that i can say that i tried right like i tried like my mom will talk my sister will talk my aunt my maiden aunts mighty vicious i think that's what Mm -hmm. it is um so when she says say what's in this drink that used to be a joke that people would say like oh my this has gone straight to my head what's in this and the answer is Orange juice or right? B- booze? No, like yeah. hey, orange juice. Like what's yeah. the? I, what's in this coffee? coffee? Coffee, right? No, I think there must be something else in here. I, my judgment is really altered, right? Because they would have to find excuses to. Anyway, what I'm saying is that's still, the world is a garbage fire. It yeah. still sucks. It still sucks. Well, it's funny. It sucks in either context. It sucks in a different way. So yeah. actually. Historically, baby, it's cold outside. Is a liberated woman trying to find a way to be liberated, and trying not, to bond. not a creepy dude trying, trying to, to find a way to date rape somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um really weird. Still anyway, societal pressures. Um, yeah. So we're at this party, and uh, Margaret Camp, poor Margaret Campbell, is sad and alone. I have two notes here. Yeah, Claire's gray hair looks great. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of good wigs. So this is why I know for sure that the wigs are supposed to look bad because they would never put a lot of your beak in a wig without a lace front. Oh, yeah. Galus is at this party. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. I can't wait. Uh, but Claire, that is definitely a wig. Oh, Katrina Buffman from our phone. Or maybe there's a fall involved. I don't know. They She's made it like great things built on her real hair, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah. And she has this like beautiful orchid pinned in there. Yep. Because mm-hmm. they're in Jamaica. And then they have the scene of Coin so Face pretty. versus Claire, where they have their like s- 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 scene. Yeah. Where they're trying to be civil to each other. And they are. But Coin Face is kind of like. I. Mm. Coinface has something in common with Jenny, which is that he thinks it's really fucking weird that Jamie's wife disappeared for 20 years. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a reasonable Claire has a pretty fair thing to feel weird about, too, in that this man is very visibly in love with her husband, which is a weird thing. Like, that's a weird situation to be in. So they have this 
uncomfortable conversation where just the two of them where they're talking about um the they both remember him hey, breaking Jamie. Uh, yes they two they both remember um uh, Jamie the two guys I'm really trying to <laughs> <laughs> where uh, they both remember Jamie breaking John's arm and Claire having to set it and all of this shit. And it's like getting somewhere interesting, not harmonious, but interesting. And all of a sudden Claire goes, I'm sorry, you have to excuse me. I've seen a ghost. I've just seen a ghost. And that ghost is Vladimir Verbeek's hairline. <laughs> <laughs> what I wrote in all caps is Gayla's fucking Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> she walks into the party in a wig that is awful, but her dress is hot. And Claire sees her and almost throws up in her mouth a little bit. Can I bit. tell you, we have now reached what I think is my favorite line of the season so far. It's the, those coats. It's the, I'm going to a fucking barbecue. It's the, I closed my eyes and thought of England. I know that some of these <laughs> lines are from the same season, but still they're great fucking lines. She, Claire goes chasing after Galus and she's like looking around like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? And also she hears this voice from behind her in these like teeny little probably red shoes descending these steps. <laughs> and I don't know if they're red because they're covered in blood or they're, they're just red. her cool they're red, red shoes. Yeah. No, they're yeah, definitely they're red. red. And she goes, of all the gen joints in all the world. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> she straight just like, quotes Casablanca to her. Yeah. It's <laughs> magical. <laughs> so and then they basically have a catch-up conversation. Ruth was like, I have questions. I have so many questions <laughs> about how it is Galus is still alive. And Galus is like, well, that's convenient, Ruth, mm-hmm. that you have these questions because I have answers. And she basically, Ruth, what were your questions <laughs> that were then destroyed by answers? Galissa explains it all. Oh. <laughs> she explains it all. Oh, my God. Wait a second. And there's a Ferguson in that show. Huh? Ferguson in that show. Is oh, and yeah. Clarissa explains yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah. Is there? Yeah. Does he have I a wooden like, hand? Is no, he French? But he's a ginger. When this show was mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah. So I should But like when know. we last saw Galus in this different. timeline, <laughs> she was like being crowd surfed out of the witch trial, pregnant with the devil spawn, and just like really leaning into that. To be specific, Ruth, she was going to a fucking barbecue. She was going to a fucking barbecue with her own long pig. Gayless style. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what she explains to us is that uh, because she was with child, she she was spared the pyre. Well, until, spared. Yeah. They threw. Well, Sorry, until guys. but, Man but down, until Man until down. the baby was born, she and the wee ratling finger quotes. Yeah. She um, said that though. Rattling. Yeah, the wee ratling <laughs> is how she described her yeah. child. Um, they threw her in the fucking hole for three months until she was ready to pop. Is what we're saying. They kept mm-hmm. her alive until so I that she could pains. get burned. Yeah, because the child wasn't innocent. So. The child didn't have to be burned. Okay. Although it may or may not have been the devil spawn. Debatable. I mean, she used it, that in the yeah, witch that just, I mean, that just depends how you feel about Dougal. Yeah. Hmm, fair. Um, also, it depends on whether or not you believe women. And obviously, they didn't. Uh, no. <laughs> and I she's not a particularly... Because um, I was just making a joke about yet. whether or not Dougal yeah, was the devil. Yeah, that's no, all it that's was. Good. That's fine. Yeah. So... Um, she was spared the pyre until her time came. Then she gave birth in the fiscal's house, in the bedroom in the fiscal's house. And then they were just going to basically throw her like right out the window onto the, the bonfire. <laughs> <Just> like, <you laughs> but Dougal showed up and then presumably she like grabbed his dick 
or something and because she says you can leave them by the the oh, cock. The, ba- the baby you came can, out warm can, as his father's balls. Yeah, I need that to be quoted. Yeah, yeah. quoted. Yeah, uh, warm yeah. as his father's you balls. Can, you can lead them by the. You can you lead can them lead anywhere by the, by the cock for a while. I wrote this down, and then <laughs> that was important. You give them a child, and you have them by the balls, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and she also then uses the word "cunt," the most powerful thing in the world. A cunt. Mm-hmm. Why are men such fools? Out. Also, was the quote getting so, it on a t-shirt? Hashtag twenty seventeen. <laughs> um, so he basically bribed the guards. Bribed the guards. Found a stiff, yeah, a like dead a, body. a different lady that died a few days before. Granny <laughs> convenient deceased. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh, here's her body. Here it is. And Liz Duncan's dead body. And, and and she was like, oh, she went up like a match. I don't know. She went up like something. And Claire's like, wait, you were there? And she's like, uh, how many people get to see in their own funeral, let alone their own execution? <laughs> of course I were there. Do you think I would have missed that? Should I brought popcorn? <laughs> there were I mixed Reese's in because that's what any th- well-thinking person oh, does absolutely. when they have popcorn. Yeah, I had yeah. I had an overpriced theater soda. My my seat went up because it was one of those pricey <laughs> theaters. And then you know a, re- a person brought me a cocktail. I don't think in our Reese's Pieces timeline yet, though. Don't care. <laughs> so then he smuggled her to France. Where she hung out until he died at the Battle of Culloden. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quote, unquote, that's how he died, even though we know that Jamie stabbed his ass. Dear Claire, oh. whatever you do, don't fucking tell Galus how Dougal died. Love everyone who isn't a terrible time traveler. Yeah, love Dear everyone sure. who knows the it truth. It was Culloden adjacent. It was right, right there. It was right there. Yeah. Yeah. So... And uh, then... They have their catch-up. How did you get to Jamaica? Well... I married someone drowning in sugar money. Drowning in sugar money. And then I came to Jamaica, which is not good for an Englishman's constitution. Any little thing will carry them off, i.e., this little thing in these tiny red shoes poison that asshole. Just if you poison the shit out of them, they just die. You can see on Claire's face that she's like, Oh, Jesus Christ, you're still murdering your husbands, aren't you? Oh, this is really bad. I love her so much. I love her too. I hope my boyfriend doesn't listen to this. <laughs> it's like she like recognized like, oh, okay. So uh, that, hey, that hey, turned out to be a, a theme. Gaelis is, is just trying to be a, a woman in a man's world. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to live with Girl, a lot of money. I want to remind I'm just going to say for a She's words, a murderer. Bath She's a murderer. Of goats. goats. Blood. blood. Come on. I mean, that's dramatic, though. She's her, some of her crackers yeah. are a little overly toasted. Yeah. <laughs> she just, uh, some of those popcorn kernels are unpopped mm-hmm. and they're covered in Reese's, melty Reese's pieces. It's not, she's just, <laughs> um, not and then well. what was, what was the thing where Claire told her something and Galus had, a, a quote from Katie that I wrote down: the <laughs> fakest of gasps. Oh, yeah, oh, I wrote, so, I wrote gasp. Or, she wrote. She talks about how Ian. She's like, oh, Ian uh, uh, might have been taken as as a slave or an indentured servant. She goes, <gasps> oh, yeah. like so overly <laughs> exaggerated. Like, oh, how could you even say that? Right, because she knew he was. Jamie's nephew. So mm-hmm. she already knew she he already existed. So right, 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 right. So she did the <gasps> No. 
It was That's wonderful. Oh, and I'm it was, sorry. It was very good. It, it was, was very like, good. It was high fucking drag. It, it was, was like it was like um, it was like uh, Blanche on the Golden Girls is what it felt like. Yeah. It was bit. wonderful. Anyway, she's like, oh, I will. Help. I will introduce you to whoever. I will let you know. Um, uh, how can, how can I help? How can I help? Which is what she says. Yeah. Well, and then when Claire's like, oh, cool. Thanks. She goes, oh, well, what are friends for? Uh, Oh, and then also she says something about her necklace. So this is fun because this is a straight from the book poll. So uh, she's wearing like a little black coral fish. Claire is wearing a, it looks like freshwater pearl bolo that is clasped together with a piece of uh black coral which is right. shaped like a fish mm-hmm. yeah. uh in the book i think it's a ribbon she puts it on a ribbon anyway jamie finds her this bubble and she says let's go find your wee fox cub maybe it'll have a bubble for me too and sure as shit they end up introducing claire strolls over with galas and she gives jamie this look that's like don't freak out don't freak out. Look who's behind me, but keep it together, bitch. Stay together. Be cool. Be cool. Just be cool. And he's like, oh, 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 oh wait, I forgot. I'm the best liar on this show. Never mind. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. But then he steps aside and there's Coinface with a big fucking blue stone hanging off his wang. And guess who's thirsty for a blue stone right now? The oh, most evil, baddest uh-huh. bitch. Oh, no, Coinface. She looks oh, right s- down and she sees it and she's like, Coinface, no. Where did you get that? And you can just see the. Uh, Galus is going to kill him. Like, it's just boom, boom, boom in her eyes. She's ready. And then she. This is what's in her eyes. I've been preparing my whole life for this moment. <laughs> yeah. Mom spaghetti. All this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> I bow to you. <laughs> so she decides to put together a big Russ, as Neil and I call her ruse, of um, getting all these idiots at the colonial <laughs> party together. Sorry, I'm about the loser. Oh, sorry. It's uh, only so many times where everything is funny. Bones are sweaty. Bones are heavy. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes flat. He opens his mouth and puts the word dog about. He's choking now. Everybody's joking now. The clocks run out. Time's over. Oh she went out. She's from Michigan, bitch. And she knows that this is, this is her hometown boy. Oh, shit. No, I'm not from Detroit, but still. Oh, close enough. boy. Oh, mm. God. Snip back to reality. We just figured another song for our album. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we gotta get to the chorus. We're gonna you lose yourself in the moment. The moment. The movement. The moment you own it, you better never let it go. No, you only get one, you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Oh, you did this. 
God. Yeah, you started it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pee. Let's play yak and sex. There was some concern about how it is we get back from that. And here's how. I'm friends with the monsters inside <laughs> under my bed. I get along with the voices inside of my head. You're trying to save me. Stop holding your breath. And you think I'm crazy. Yeah, you think I'm crazy. No, nobody. Guys, I, I took her lift up here and she was listening to like 2005 Miley Cyrus. Like, and not Miley <laughs> Cyrus, but Hannah Montana. Oh, boy. It was the best. It was fine. I was fine with it. No, I got nothing. I will say that that was inspired. That was so good. <laughs> and I will also Jane's say, guys. as the other person that has done that song at karaoke besides Allison, uh, Eminem breathes like a squid. It's crazy. <laughs> it's really, really hard. How does he breathe? Julie and I have this like, collection in our heads of songs that you should never do at karaoke because they're way harder than they actually seem. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, by the way, is fucking born this way by lady gaga don't ever do that song at karaoke it's longer than you think it is mm-hmm. her lines are longer than you think they are mm-hmm. and it, doing um oh what is the express yourself which is the one the madonna, madonna song just do so madonna. and it's much easier i thought i was being so clever and i was going to do both of them back to back but ha 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 and express yourself is <laughs> 10 times easier than born this way mm-hmm. uh eminem is another one also don't ever do scream by michael and janet jackson jesus christ no. oh, that it's really so hard. no it's a nightmare yeah. it's so hard and in fact i did it once with my friend josh davis and we were wasted and then like a year and a half later we <laughs> like were like two minutes into it we were all there and Alice and Josh looked at each other like with microphones in hand. We made a terrible mistake. <laughs> because we had we had done it and forgotten about it. So we decided to do it again. And then halfway through, we both went like, burr. No. And looked at each other and we're like, oh shit, how did we make this mistake again? Oh I tried alcohol. To do- the answer is alcohol. Yes. Always. Once Always. I tried to do a Madonna song at karaoke and Allison very gently told me to have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do a good job. You were correct. What did I tell you? What? What song was it? I think it was probably Papa Don't Preach, but I just oh, did yeah. a really bad job. I would never tell no, you that. It was very like gentle and kind, but it was like, you can't, you don't have the range, which is true. Snap, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Okay, oh, we thought Whatever Beak was the asshole. <laughs> the look on your face no, no, is like, was, how could I? Was, no, when you said it, it was very nice. I'm sorry. I made this a whole thing. <laughs> when you said thing. it, it was very nice and very gentle. And it was also very accurate. Everybody can do any song at karaoke. I that's did a the bad whole, job. That's the whole point of karaoke, though. Just is that do. Just you do the bad job, and yet you live. You own it. Julia yeah. taught me this. You own it. You have to own it. Mm-hmm. You just don't do things that are going to make you personally miserable. Oh, that's <laughs> why you don't do Scream by Michael and Janet Jackson. Because you're going to get it. And then you just know you've terrible told me to take. That's why someone needs to remind you my Sharona has a six-minute guitar. Oh, my God. Don't do that shit. For everybody else, don't do anything with a giant instrumental break. Just don't. Unless you're Julie, in which case you basically just do stand-up. Also, that's the only thing to do. Don't do anything 
longer than five minutes, you guys. Just don't. Or Nobody cares. Guys, I'm putting an, a pin in this because this is going to be our anyway, Patty. Okay. All right. right. Okay. Yeah. We're moving. Okay. We're moving. Okay. We're moving. Nailed it. I was trying really hard. I was thinking, like, what are we going to do for this anyway, Patty? Now we got it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, uh, Laundry Ruby just saw the sapphire. So, yeah. And yes. she straight up grabs it. <laughs> she, 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 it's like she, she just looks three. down, sees it in his packet pocket and just grabs it like i don't know you but i'm gonna touch you very intimately right now <laughs> is it where did you get waist this? level pocket oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and she's just exactly. like "Ooh, grab and like he's an like asshole oh, uh, a dear friend gave it to me Yoink. and yanks it back and jamie's like um a prisoner gave it to you and lord john is like uh, I usually leave that detail out because we're friends now. <laughs> because that doesn't fit in with my romantic notion of how much I like. Anyway, Patty. Anyway, Patty. Anyway, Gales is like, um, um, excuse me, I gotta go. And she runs away and Lord John goes, She's a bit strange. Yes, she, she's a touch strange. It's very British. <laughs> and it's very quite tempting. Cool. Claire basically says, you have no idea. And then there's like an American, there's like a how I met your mother lap. <laughs> <laughs> if there had been a real trick in that moment, it would have been perfect. It's like, oh, her. And the antics. Lottie Verbeek, I'm sorry, Galus Duncan, has to figure out how to work this back to her advantage. So she's like, Archie, Archie Campbell. I'm going to need your sister to tell people's fortunes right now because I am going to get that governor over there and I am going to fuck with him. And Archie Campbell is like, I can't do this. And she's like, I am paying you. You will do it. So he forces his sister to put on a show. They have a little exchange where she says, I don't want to do this. I can tell this will lead to death. And he says, oh, so you're fine telling the fortunes of the black slaves, but you won't do it for our paying customers. And then you can see Etienne Chant like in the crowd and he looks so sad and it's just terrible. Right. But Galus is basically like, listen, I'm paying you monkeys to perform. You're performing monkeys. So fucking perform monkeys. Okay, Margaret, sit down and just let your mental illness go free. Mm -hmm. And so she starts telling fortunes for people. I I do think that the show is confirming that she has some kind of gift because she's when she the we skipped over when she's telling the fortune of one of the enslaved men on the plantation all in wigs that's by the way that's the line that we skipped Mm -hmm. oh no you you said it when jamie Mm -hmm. asks how much longer this is going to go on and he Mm -hmm. says and she says uh 70 years in the for britain 100 years in america um Anyway, she's. We see her telling the fortune of one or of these guys. Five hundred years or the, whatever. In the couple of words you catch her like, <laughs> and Jeez. then on that day you will break from the chains and whatever. So presumably she's seeing into the future you know, of this slave an ancestor. Yeah. yeah. So mm. she's seeing like genuinely seeing the future. I really do think that we, that we are meant to believe that Margaret Campbell honestly has a gift. Break the bonds. Yes. So she's telling fortunes for these people. <clears throat> May I also put a pin in this for? supplemental anyway, Patty, about a woman in a trailer park in Arkansas that has this gift that I know about. Okay. Okay. I don't need to know about this later. Giant pin. Mm-hmm. Giant, Giant pin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's telling these fortunes and then at one point Galus is like, Governor, why don't we have you? Do- it's a it's a wee trifle of the pastime, whatever. And he's like, yep, seems weird. Not going to do this. Not going to do it. Yeah. I have, I have secrets. to entertain my guests. Yeah, entertaining mind. Yeah. don't want to sit down and no, I have things that people know. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> I should say, I think David Barry does a great job of making it clear that, that John Gray is performing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she says something to him person to person, and he says, oh, well, I have to entertain my guests, and turns around and sweeps his arms out and is, like, speaking in a stage voice and is obviously making a show of it. And then she says, oh, we won't mind, will ya? And is, like, one step away from getting them to go, governor, 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 governor. Oh, God, high school. So then yeah. he sits down, yeah. and Galus comes over in his light and puts the two sapphires into Margaret's hand and says she has to hold these and when she gets the third one she'll be able to tell this prophecy of um, when a Scottish king will come. I'm assuming one of you wrote this down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wrote wrote down the the important parts of the prophecy. So Lord John comes and sits down and Gaila says, oh, she'll need something personal of yours. How about, how about that, that weed bottle? And Fuck somehow that. he doesn't say, no, how about this nice like necklace? How, how about, about my wig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he hands over the sapphire and she's holding all three. And all of a sudden she goes, <gasps> and her eyes go like, Fum. Yeah. Real big. Yeah. This mm-hmm. bitch turned it out. She's yeah. very good. It was like when she did the Abandaway thing to Claire. Abandaway, Abandaway. So what does she say, Ruth? So I didn't write down the first part, but but it's something about uh, some sort of number of months. Two which, 1,200 moons. Yeah. yeah. Two, oh, 12, two 1,200 moons. Thank you. At twi- which I think it's twice 1,200 moons. Twice 1,200 moons. The, between a man's effort and a woman's curse. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, when the issue is cut down, then will a Scotsman wear the crown? Mm-hmm. Which I also wrote down. This is some Macbeth shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is some Macbeth shit. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on the nosy. Yeah. And then she goes and like takes the sapphires out of her hand and is like back to normal. And he's like, oh, well, well, well that was fun. Well, that, that was weird. She's hey, crazy. I'm kind of Whatever. Everybody drinks more punch. Whatever. It's my party. Who would like a tea cake? Exactly. <laughs> more brandy. More what? Piss water? What no, it was like brandy. doo-doo water. It looked <laughs> like doo-doo water. <laughs> because water. at one point, somebody said, have some champagne and po- gestured towards the table where there yeah, were glasses. Glass. Right. Glasses of champagne, but you didn't see the coops. Yes. All you saw were the sherry glasses of brandy that looked like doo-doo. Water and I was like, like champagne does not look like doo doo water. Fun fact: the coupe glass is Marie Antoinette's breast. The first coupe glass, Marie Antoinette's breast. breast? Really? Katie, yeah. Katie was then like, that's wait a minute, the, the that's actually shape. brandy. And I was like, what? still looks like doo doo water. Not the flute, the coupe. If you're picturing a flute, it's no. a real one. The coupe is the flat one. Oh yeah, yeah. But so her oh. boob would go in there. And boob. Just rest <laughs> the first just coup. like just like over rest her nipples just into yeah. into I'm on like overload for the like, moment. Yeah, you should yeah. just let me. Like, yeah. You should just well, let me go. Exactly I'm just gonna I'm turn like, my volume like, down. I'm like a beer stein at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I got jugs. I'm I'm an oversized margarita glass, just like scooping. You were going to say Zars tonight, and bizarrely, you wouldn't know it, but I have a salt rib all. (laughs) Me, it's like a boot. It's like a boot. It's not like a. No, it's not. This is this is also one of my favorite bits. This is so weird. I do have them heavy boobs. So does she. Dems like dying stars. Yes. So hold on, I just realized where we were. Jeez. So Lottie Verbeek, I'm sorry, Kayla's Duncan. Yeah. Sees Margaret tell this incredibly Macbethian story and is pissed off because she doesn't understand what it is. And she like accosts Archie the brother, the <laughs> pimp, and is like, what the fuck was that? I don't understand what that is. 
I didn't I pay, pay for that. I didn't pay for that. I paid all this money and I get Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, she said that. She really? said that. She, did she said her. Benjamin Button. I also need to tell you guys very briefly the story of my viewing of Benjamin Button. <laughs> so Neil and I went to Mexico several years ago for our first international trip. And uh, it was one of the VHSs that was available in our homestay for us to watch. And so we watched <laughs> the story of Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt. Nice. You guys, this movie stinks. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's yes, one of the I worst have. pieces of cinematic filth really? that has ever I been perpetrated. It's the worst. Really? It's yes. Horrible. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Because they they emotionally manipulate you into caring, and then at the end, he's a fucking baby. Who gives a shit? This would never happen. A baby with Alzheimer's. Yeah, but it still it sucks. It does. It's My mother just bad. Worked at a nursing home for years, and I grew up. Like, with people with Alzheimer's, I did the Alzheimer's walk in Chicago. Mm. So, yes, a baby with Alzheimer's, not that cute. No. You know what? Bad look. Bad look. So, we're in Mexico. We watch this movie. I am so mad that it successfully emotionally manipulated me that I run outside of our cabin where we're staying, fully clothed, and threw myself in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how mad I was at Benjamin Button. Did you jump in? I did jump in. And there's a photo of me sopping wet, fully clothed, just staring at the camera with murder in my eyes. And that murder is for Benjamin Button. Oh, oh God. I will Girl. never, I will never be satisfied in that because I can't actually kill a fictional character. So, oh, Galus, so, no, so just kidding. Uh, Ju- Julie in this moment was like, fucking time travel, Jesus Christ, fucking time. And I was like, no, 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 Julie, we're, t- we're talking about the story. It's not the Brad Pitt movie. Galus didn't go to like 2007. Right. Benjamin Button existed before the movie was made, <laughs> yes. obviously, the story. Yeah. But I oh, love I the idea that yeah. somehow Galus found another circle of dick rocks, touched one, put it in a movie theater in the 21st century, watched three hours of bullshit, was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going back to I'm fuck going back. I'm going back. I gotta, I gotta leave. <laughs> We have to go back. We have to go back. I have seen the future and it is bullshit. (laughs) I mean, Julie, if that pool would have been a time travel pool, like, you would have done it. I would have gone back to three hours before time and looked at Neil and said, no, Uh -uh. we can't do this. This is how Skynet starts. (laughs) Is Is that the way to convince him not to do stuff? And instead, I would have been like, let's go swim in the pool or go to the beach and not watch the way that Skynet works its way into our lives. Anyway, Patty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, back to Eminem. <laughs> so this is when this is when the uh, I keep forgetting his name. Captain Babyface. Are we talking about Captain no, Babyface? No, the, the African, the, the guy that they- Temeraire. Temeraire yeah. catches up with them to tell them what he learned. No, Babyface. Babyface shows up. That's what this is what happened. So, so mm. Captain Babyface of Plague Ship fame. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Shows up, sure. right? And uh, what's I his name? Captain, Captain Leonard. Yes, and the book. Um, Captain Babyface is slightly more sympathetic because before Claire jumps into the fucking ocean, at one point he's like, "Well, I, I just want you to know, I I regret some things. I know that you know that I know that you know that I know, I know that you know that I know. I wrote it in the log, you know. so now I it's legal." Well, so now I have to do mm-hmm. the thing. Um, 
but I wish I didn't, and I'm really sorry. Why don't you just tear that page out and eat it? <laughs> I guess <laughs> you'd be able to tell. It's like a legal register sure. thing. Sure. Anyway, so, and then she jumps off the boat. And then when she sees him, God, this scene is so good in the book. Um, when she sees him, she's waiting in Lord John's office because of this uh, hubbub at the event. They're interviewing Jamie How about some shit. Uh, no, because there's a murder. Margaret isn't at oh, the party. Oh, so this the is separate. Okay. An, an unrelated thing. There's a murder at the party of a character that's not in the show, so it doesn't matter. I cannot wait to read it. It's good. <laughs> so, oh God, I'm spoiling things for you, Katie. Oh, it doesn't matter. So they're in uh, Lord John's office having a very awkward standoff. Because Claire knows that Jamie bloodied uh, whatever she can tell Lord John's in love. It's very complicated. And um, she hears people coming and she looks out the door. I remember she's getting ready to leave or something. She looks out the door and she sees a whole troop of people in those coats. Those coats. Marching toward them. And one of them is Babyface Leonard, no longer wearing Captain's Regalia. And somebody has very clearly recently beaten the shit out of him. And one that it's because she left and they know about Jamie and so they think he let her get away intentionally or something. Uh, or maybe just because the captain died and he couldn't save the captain then a bunch of other people died and the ship showed up at like half strength or whatever. Anyway, um, he's not the one chasing Jamie down and has obviously like... Um, suffered a lot because of something that had nothing to do with him. So that makes me a little sad. But then what Claire does, this is total in the books shit, but you won't ever see it. It makes me sad. She's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You have to hide me. You have to hide me. And Lord John is like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, you don't know me? Don't say my name? Don't say shit about shit. And then she lays down on the couch and puts a handkerchief over her face. <laughs> really? Like, like fucking Clue? Like she's passed out. <laughs> like it's the dead guy in the middle like she's passed out and, and then and this is when she gets this is when she gets a new respect for Lord John because he, even though this woman is like fucking hide me if you grab my Jamie you don't hide me handkerchief on face pretends to be unconscious and then the door opens and he goes and they walk in and they're like, oh, I, I didn't realize you had company. It's like, oh, one of the ladies greatly upset by the events of this evening. I, I, I gave her a restorative draft of brandy. I think it may have gone straight to her head. <laughs> so they have this conversation while Claire's pretending to be unconscious and Lord John is just talking about her like she's like some floozy who got too yeah, mad. Like, she's she's so like she's Julia Roberts' still by knowing it's like she's not there. <laughs> Please don't talk about me like I'm not here. No, like she's passed out. Yeah, like yeah, she's like she's like. Imagine you have um, a college party, and uh, your parents show up, and they start scolding you, and they're like, "What? What's what's with that?" And then you're like, "Oh, that's ju- that's just Charlotte. She had three beers, and now she's unconscious. She just so, she right. couldn't hold her liquor." And then you just have a full voice conversation because there's an unconscious woman on the couch because she just had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. And it's a really fun, weird, sad scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the Claire Lord John relationship is one of my very favorite relationships in the books. And they get, and that's not even, I'm not even going to say it with the stuff. Cause I mean it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets really good and complicated and messy and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Neil, what's best? <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so what were we talking about? Uh, Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> then ben face is coming. Then ba- Babyface comes. So, so Babyface comes. So they hightail it out. So they, Fergus they sees Babyface. It's like, oh, we got to go. So they it's hightail because, it out. It's because Fergus and Marsley Rhymes with Parsley were in the front yard making out 
when the British were coming. And talking about all the sex they were having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. Yeah. The British were coming and so were the French. Uh, oh, shit. Still, also still sounds like a college party, by the way. She's like when they're canoodling in the garden and she's like, oh, pinch me. I'm dreaming. And he's like, you're not dreaming, but can I still pinch you? And it's very cute. It's very sweet. Ugh. I love it. So they see that I'm shit go down. Studio by myself. Fergus runs into the party and is like, psst. The British are coming. <laughs> and so Claire and Jamie are like, let's so my cheese it. The cops. <laughs> and so they run out the back, get into, I don't know, did they say something to Lord John? No. They just hightail it They're out. like, peace. Sure. They run out the other way when the uh, British come in the front of the party with their enormously tall guns, which are trying to say something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Their dicks are hard. Whatever. <laughs> and then, They have really big guns. Yeah. And big then dicks. Jamie and Claire escape with... Marsley rooms with parsley. So they run into Temeraire coming out Mm -hmm. of the slave quarters or whatever. And he's like, hey, yes, they saw a fair skinned boy with blonde hair. And he's at Rose Hall with Mistress Abernathy. And Claire's like, that bitch, that bitch, she lied. Also, Abernathy. Wait a second. Why am I not freaking out about the last name Abernathy yet? (laughs) Well, it's not like it's an incredibly uncommon last name. Come on, though. It's like her best friend. Let's give it an episode. Let's give it an episode. Give it some space. In the book, she thinks of it right away. I think there's a lot going on. Okay, fine. So I'm um, sorry. It seems not sorry. So they jump into the carriage, and Tim is like, hey, deal, deal, right? You said I help? No, no, no. He gets in the carriage with them because they let him go in the middle of the jungle. This is what I'm building up to. So mm-hmm. he says, we had a deal. So I get to go free, right? And they're like, well, but we're still on Jamaica. He's like, no, 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 no. They're free slaves. Freed slaves live up in the mountains. I want to go to them, right? So yes. I know where to go. Please, okay. can I? Yep, yep, please. Yeah. And they're like, uh, okay. So then the carriage stops in the middle of the jungle where there's a big slash on one of the trees. He's like, this, this is the path. Yeah, no, seriously. Peace out. Bye. And then, <laughs> and then it goes. And they say, thank you. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 and he goes, and as they're getting ready to leave, get back in the carriage, coconut sound. Um, baby, Lord Babyface comes up, Captain Babyface. Yeah. And Jamie says, quick, the portraits of the bears. So he hands Claire the photographs so that he's not And the caught. portrait of Lily. And the portrait yes. of Lily with oh, photographs. Oh, yeah. Because, because he's going to It's not, it's not about time travel. It's about protecting the... Because Willie's yeah. portrait well, is in there, too. Sure, but also... Photographs. Well, yeah. yes, but yes. Jamie and, also and probably show. a bad time traveler. Right. He wants them safe. So here, take these, and then Jamie gets arrested like he always does. God damn, Jamie. He gets arrested. Sure. You know, things Jamie is not good at, not, not being arrested. getting arrested. Jesus, man, that guy. Um, and Claire basically looks Captain Babyface in the face and is like, uh, you would be dead if it weren't for me. Like, do you realize you'd be fucking dead in the middle of the fucking ocean? And he's like, mm, sorry, madam, mistress Jamie Fraser. And then off they go. <laughs> How dare you? This is fucking full on hit my microphone laughing at and that. And then <laughs> blackout. End of episode. And he tells her to go after Wait, that was Ian. the end? Mm-hmm. What the yeah. fuck? Basically, it's serious. setting up Jesus. an early... I don't think final, but an early un with no with no grown ups around showdown <laughs> between Claire and Galus. Mm. That would be my guess about why mm. this is happening. Because Jamie doesn't get arrested in the books. I'm, I'm sorry, 
in the books. Like I, I know we're going like this. We're already we're past ninety minutes at this point, but I, I just thought we were about halfway through the episode. No, no that's it. Nope. Like that's that was a wow. A lot happened there, but you know what? As someone who in this third season has felt like, as a non-book reader, I understand that this particular book, Voyager, is very thick book with a lot of shit in it and they have been having to compress a lot of stuff very and they've cut a lot of things a lot it of has things. sometimes yes. relationships have felt rushed or things have felt weird like glossed over this episode did not feel that way to me i mean yes having like i'm reading voyager right now and i'm only through like up until the fire in the books in the book. In the book. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> but, like, I feel that, yes, this oh, episode. There are two fires. So... This is why I was confused. Oh, two is fires. it the print shop? Is it the You're print shop? No, I'm only at the print shop. Okay. Fire. Ah. But, uh, yeah. last, uh, but like yeah. the, the last several episodes that have that that I have watched as a non book reader, just watching the show on the boat and everything, have all felt weirdly like rushed. Super rushed, or or like um, Jamie's meeting and and establish establishment of his friendship with Lord John felt a little mm-hmm. rushed and like pushed. For so sure. this episode, this series, uh, sorry, this season has not been my favorite. This episode is now my favorite episode of the season, it's and it's very not engaging. just because of Bloody Verbeek. It's one of the best. There are yes. some other good ones this season, I think, but this is like this one felt such top three for episode. sure, maybe the top one. There yeah. was a lot of stuff that happened in it that was very dramatically interesting. There was a lot of really good acting. It just felt more... Mm, I mean, I know that this is a romance time travel sci-fi novel. <laughs> like, I get it. And I know that I don't have to, like, think of verisimilitude or <laughs> anything like that. But this one felt a little bit more mm, considered. Yeah, considered in some way. And it wasn't just the, you know, horrors of the slave market and and, and that. But it, it just, it, it, right. It just felt more settled mm-hmm. and, and more interesting. And I don't know if that's because I don't want to be on a boat. Maybe it's that I don't want to be on a boat. Mm. Mm-hmm. I made this pun once already, but I think prior to this point, it was a little Etsy. <laughs> a drift, <sighs> a drift, as it were. It was mm-hmm. Etsy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's found grounding. <laughs> no. uh, going we do, to hell. We should going do to scales. Hell. We should do the scales. Well, <laughs> I want to know, yeah. uh, Ruth, what did, what did you think of the episode as a whole? Um... I liked it. I liked them all. I like them all like about the same because as we've discussed, I watch this show because this podcast exists. So it's like, oh yeah, it's my story. It's on. That's very kind. That is very kind, Ruth. Uh, Ruth gave us a little anecdote before we started watching today where she said she was sitting and watching her stories and then and, and her boyfriend was in the kitchen cooking mm-hmm. and making sudden, us dinner. And, and then she heard him Going. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Oh, that's really adorable. <laughs> He's a good fan. He's so normal. I'm in love. <laughs> Little deep crazy ex girlfriend cut for y'all. 
That's Trent. That's Trent. He's so normal. I'm in love. Oh. It's the Trent is getting ready song. <laughs> he is the not Trent is getting though. ready. He really song. is not. He's okay. Not normal. Um, really I also over. really liked this one, but here's the thing. Uh, I would have liked this. No, actually, this is positive. I would have liked this one even if it wasn't very good because Lottie fucking yeah. Verbeek. Mm-hmm. Fucking She's so fucking good. She, and I want you to know, all of you, I still personally hold each and every one of you responsible for Agent Carter getting canceled. I want to make this very clear. It's been several years. I've been several years and I still feel this way. So, um, anyway, Patty. Uh, I thought it was, I, I would have liked it even if it weren't good, but I think it was really good. And the, the, I think it was. And, and when, when she showed up, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. But then she wasn't, I mean, she was awesome, but she wasn't the reason why this episode was. She was one of good. several reasons. Yeah. This episode, this episode was just a good episode that she happened to be in. Yes. And so she, she helped it, but she wasn't the cause. It was just a better, the storytelling was better. It was paced better. It was just more engaging. I don't know. It was well, just, it was plus better. Plus she got that entrance in which she was in covered in blood. goat's bloods. <laughs> no, anyway, no. let's do speaking of, let's do red some scales. Red red scales. I mean, she was coated in red. She, she was, was red. coated in red. There we are. Let's do some scales. So, okay. um, first uh, we'll do the doing it scale. So let's see. I'm thinking uh, on a scale of it. Wait. Have any of you watched The Americans? Oh, I haven't, but it's on my fucking God list. God damn it. I know Fuck all of you. Okay, so on a scale of... Um, <laughs> I'm just here to get you your can shows still, canceled. You can still use it. No, I'm not gonna. I should watch it? Uh, yes, The Americans is amazing. Um, on a scale of... I'm watching Fortitude right uh, now. In It's a Wonderful Life, when J- when Jimmy Stewart uh, is trying to get married and nail him. When he grabs her and he's like, we're gonna be together, see? Yeah. That can't be the low end, though. That's no. the high end. No, because it's that's that's the less messed up version. I'm going for the okay, more messed okay, up. Okay, well, I'm thinking of I do love that moment, of though. things of people not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that, that so that's sense. the low end where that's not about sexual tension. That's emotional tension. And then on the high end, we'll we're going to be together. See, <clears throat> yeah. And the high mm-hmm. end, we will do. Um, Like season two, episode um, maybe 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) When when Carmen and Rasha have to lip sync for their lives to um, uh, Straight Up by Paul Abdul. Mm -hmm. And they're both uh, naked and rolling around on the floor on top of each other. Not fucking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll Mm -hmm. do that on a scale of... That's Where rough. one is about the emotional tension and the other one is about the physical tension. But no emotional, not, well, there's some emotion there, so but the it's not the middle ground would be, because this is obviously not about an emotional connection. This is like a, this is like a, this is a terror boner. So where does it fall? Terror boner. Terror boner. Oh no. How about we, no, top, I, I, t- I'm sorry, Carmen and Raja. Let's go with, um, the fact that, uh, Hannibal Lecter, <gasps> And Clarice Starling have weird sexual tension inside okay. the lamps. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's yeah. our town. Okay. Somewhere nice. in there. Tell me about the screaming of the uh, lambs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Julie, where does it fall for you? Uh, Between it's a wonderful life and silence of the that's lambs. A, that's, that's a very wide. This is a, wide this is a complex scale, that, by the way. That might be the <laughs> widest range. You know what? Thank you, Ferris Bueller. Stay off. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, it totally makes sense. Here's why. Okay. 
There are two major relationships that we are treated to that Ferris is the point of. He is best friends with Cameron and his girlfriend Sloane. So there's Cameron and Sloane. Cameron and Sloane have no physical, no chemical attraction to each other. They're just friends uh, and uh, attracted to Ferris. I think that Sloane and Ferris's relationship is a high school relationship where they're just hot people who want to do it. But let's dive into Cameron's relationship with Ferris for just a moment <laughs> and think about, I think that Cameron is actually in love with Ferris. So you're going Lord John yes. in this choice. Yes. Okay. I okay. think I think that Cameron's relationship with Ferris is the main drive of that movie. And it's not, nothing physical happens and it's more emotional Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cameron and Ferris. There's a lot of enabling from Cameron too, though. So that's a bit, that's a really interesting well, choice. Yeah. That's a good choice because it's um, down. that's the <laughs> second time Katie has dropped something today. <laughs> but you know what? Second. I have dro- I have dropped things like ten times on this podcast. So. Yeah, um, mostly her ass. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> I think that's really good because it's uh, honestly. I was thinking in terms of mild sexual content about that first scene between Galus and Wean, but actually the sexiest moments in this episode are between uh, Claire and Jamie, and then Lord John and Jamie because mm-hmm. that's like obviously a complicated relationship, and for Jamie it's not a romantic one, but that was a very loaded gaze mm-hmm. <laughs> and with one very loaded gay. Drinking doo doo water. That's not fair. He seemed very sober. Okay, was. what about you, Ruth? Um, with the caveat that I've watched like 12 movies in my entire life, I'm going to give this a Jurassic Park <laughs> in that Interesting. In that everyone, perhaps this isn't only my own feelings, everyone finds Laura Dern as the lady scientist extremely sexy, but no one does it with her. And the only release is that one dinosaur that sneezes all over those kids. I love it. You know, I'm really with it. I'm with you. I'm really with it. it. Katie has double thumbs up over here. A woman inherits the earth. Um, A woman inherits the earth. Uh, I'm going to go with... (laughs) Let's see. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go with, on an emotional level, let's say... um, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant in the Philadelphia story with like the longing, lots of longing, right? <gasps> longing. But they also want to beat the, the uh, is the longing. I mean, they were already married. It's the, it's a component, but, mm-hmm. but, okay, but, but I have okay. a second part. Oh, right? is it Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Cause that's, that's the better, and on the physical the level. Part. I'm going to go with princess Leia and Jabba the Hutt. Ew. Where Ew. one is essentially Ew. yes. No, I'm yeah. sorry. This is an excellent comparison. Yeah. One of them is essentially a sex slave yeah. and is there to be. Don't. That's a weird voice to be using it's for this so yeah. gross. I don't know what no, to you're, do about you're it. right, but it's extremely gross. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that would make Galus Duncan the best looking job of the hut that has ever existed. Yep. Yeah. That's a golden bonus just for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next scale would be the costumes scale. Mm-hmm. So and uh, we're going with let's see. Freaky Friday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I just had to go right away because they had to be reused. The look on your face I see. is precious. I see. <laughs> I had to go right away. So reused costumes. All right. Uh, I'll give you a scale, Ruth. Great. Let's go on a scale from. Um, let's see. 
Um, uh, arsenic and old lace. <laughs> to Speaking of Cary Grant. Yes. Arsenic and old lace to, um, oh, uh, oh. Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> Oh, because of that. the bloodbath. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a milk bath for, Cam- for not Cameron Diaz. Jesus Christ, get that out of my mouth. Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so those are your scales. There's the, um, there's the like reused, worn in duds, and then there's the, mm, the bath. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've seen like 12 movies in my entire also, life. It doesn't have to be a movie. I'm going to give this a. Could also be television no, no, show have, or book. I have you, a you reference in Jurassic mind. Park I'm ready. Too. Okay. I wish she's ready. Her body is ready. Um, I'm going to use Broad City for how she purchases a fancy dress, and every single time she has to be fancy, she wears the same dress. Like I'm wearing the same dress right now that I always wear. Yes. Um, yeah, because I I appreciate that costumes are reused, and also there's a point, guys, when we looked at Marsley's back and the seams on her dress matched, and it was nuts. Ooh, yeah, the first yeah. scene and that floral pattern. The, the floral back. pattern just matched. Yep. Oh, it was so good. It was very precise. It looked right. good. Last one. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a... Legends of Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton one, where Johnny Depp is creepy, but Christina Ricci is amazing. It has a lot of forehead. There we go. She's a five-head. She's a five-head. Going to the getting up to have a beer scale, I'm going to go, let's say... Uh, a scale of speed to cruise control <laughs> to speed. God, that's a good nah. scale. Because here's no, the thing. We don't get rough. up to get a beer during speed. No, there's a lot going on in that fucking film. We did get up. Well, at least I got up several times, but we paused it. Like, I had to get like, up to order the pizza. There was... Uh, yeah, but every time we yeah, paused it... like, throw your notebook down. We would go back. Right. We did go back several times if we mm. missed something. So I'm going to say it's a non-misser. Like, you don't want to miss much. So it's speed. It's speed. It's closer to speed. It's the top. It's the top of the Closer scale. to I, speed. I don't <laughs> Yeah. I don't think it's actually speed. I think it's more like mm, Die Hard Two. Die no, Die Hard Three. There we go. Die okay. Hard Three. That looks like there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also can't give this a full speed because Speed was the first R-rated movie I ever watched, and I was Aww. in third grade, so I didn't have any beers. Oh my god! Um, but I would go as much up. as uh, I would go as much as Die Hard. The original Die Hard. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a Jurassic Park since hey. you brought Jurassic Park in. Ooh. I think we're back in business. It's my favorite. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay. Uh, last but not least, the golden pamplemousse of the week. <laughs> oh, I mean, is a there away, a bundle away? It wasn't just us saying a joke we always say all the time and you singing over it. But it was. It was good. It was good. It was was Lottie Verbeek. Does anyone have any question about that? No. Any questions? No. (laughs) (laughs) Part of it. (laughs) Lottie S. Pumpkins. (laughs) Um, Ruth, what about you? Yeah, it's Lottie Verbeek. That's obvious. Oh, well, mine's Samuel. No, no. <laughs> I know it's not. Liar. He did a really good Liar. job. 
it really gets definitely consumed. a lot of your beak. Uh, this show oh, is this. probably going to continue to get overlooked at the Emmys. And honestly, this has not been the strongest of the three seasons. No. Yeah. If it really was going to get in there, it probably would have been last year because Faith is one is mm-hmm. maybe the most accomplished uh, hour that the show has produced so far, mm-hmm. like in terms of what it actually is. Um but God, I just liked it. And, if, and frankly, if Simon Callow couldn't get a guest actor nod for in those coats, then Lottie Verbeek doesn't stand a chance. But I just fucking love her. She was so good. And uh, and I might have to change our Facebook wallpaper to be... <gasps> Listen, I mean, that makes sense. We don't have a Gayless nickname. I flake Verbeek. No, it's true. She's actually just Verbeek Gayless. on flake? I mean, as, no. as close as <laughs> the, the only thing that the only nickname that I can think that she might be is Monkey Vest because that was something that we said um, so often. Slap, mm, when no, she, was she there. never had a nickname. But, it's, yeah, but really, her name is Gayless. Right. Like that's how yeah. we refer to her. Might just it's, MS Paint that shit, and it'll just say "Browse, bitch." We might have to change it. It's not Duncan Lacroix Lacroix Lacroix. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you're not still numero uno. But is it? Is it Reindeer? No, that's our event page. Doesn't have any more credits. Post Outlander, like we gotta, we gotta change that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's still I'm the a boyfriend of the show. We're shot start, for shot. We're getting okay. the, the legend going. of Curly's gold. <laughs> so this is Doug and Lacroix can be one of the bad oh, guys. Katie, is your golden pale moose also bloody for beak? Fuck yes. Okay. Yeah. It's unanimous. So at this point, this is when I have to say thank you to all of you for listening. You can find us on, that's the sound of me opening my computer case. (laughs) Uh, You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast on Twitter at podlandercast. You can also find Julie at Julie Starby. Uh, Janine, I almost called you Aaron. Janine at Pagel underscore Aaron. Fun fact. Uh, today, in addition to hanging out with Katie, we also hung out with listener Helena and several hey. of her friends. Hi, Helena. Hi. Thank you for coming to visit. Uh, and she brought a couple of her friends, one of whom was named Janine. Actually named Janine. <laughs> and Allison and I were both like, wait, your name is really Janine. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's my name. And, and you're like, like, <laughs> and we're like oh, weird. Because it's all <laughs> And then she had a fucking great breakdown with Wally at Social because they both love the same bar in Jersey City. <laughs> it was really fun. Listen, the names are cool. Yeah, Janine's so, are cool. That's Janine's cool. Um, yeah. uh, anyway, cool. you can find Janine on Twitter at Pagel underscore Aaron. You can find Ruth McCormick at It's Babe Ruth. It's a really good Twitter handle. And you can it find is, her it's at really good. Allison Shoe. If you want to back us on Patreon, you certainly can. That's at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. Uh, there are all kinds of rewards levels. We also recently met a really big goal in that we're getting $400 a month. This is a huge deal. It means we're going to be able to start saving to travel. It also means probably some new equipment in the future. And also we're going to send some t-shirts and shit like that. So it's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, and to that end, we have to thank all of our patrons, and there are a lot of you, and you're all wonderful, uh, but specifically we want to thank Jenna Polkowski. First week as a donor, thank you, Jenna. Hey, Rogers Jenna. Park resident. Jenna. 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 Uh, Dr. J, Lori McGuire, Yvonne Kaiser, and Gavin, Katie Kirshner, who's sitting directly behind what me. <laughs> Amanda Newton, Beth Locke, Kelly Sheehan, uh, Jessica Dobrovich, Aaron Yitzi, 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 Yitzi. I think you've already said it right once because she was the one that was Yitzi. like, you said it right. Like, what Yitzi? Yitzi? Yeah, Yitzi. Yitzi. Just say it a bunch of times. It's a wonderful of Great. Uh, Molly Layton, Heather Moore, Ruth McCormick, Trish McCrary, who's sending us beer from Hawaii. That's what it's like. Awesome. Uh, Kara Marlowe, Catherine Galindo, Kiki, the, the Wise, wise. Mm-hmm. Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Jen Lander, Drunklin, and... 
Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Mom. Um, we also, one more time, <laughs> want to thank uh, Molly Layton for the wonderful beer this week. It was so tasty and it amazing. It was very delicious. And we want... We want to thank Helena who brought us around this afternoon. We yes. want to thank Katie for, you know, being a patron like we just said, but also for having to hang out. We want to thank Ruth who is our very special guest who Hi. also brought food. We were shoving a pretzel baguette in our faces. What? what Molly Layton. Molly Layton. Molly Layton No, Molly Mullen. Jesus. Molly Layton didn't, Molly Layton, Molly Layton didn't give us shit except for a Patreon. <laughs> except for a, a Patreon. Thank, thank you, Mother. And also, fuck you. Molly Layton's best. Molly Mullen brought us beer. Molly Mullen and her incredibly cute dog who you can follow on Instagram at Denver underscore dash. Well, no, don't, don't think I know. Denver Jeez. dash. He's very cute. Uh, and also Molly is wonderful. Instagram. Fuck. Um, so Katie please, and I are both looking this up on our Instagram <laughs> right now. Yeah, true. Like uh, so thank you so much, all of you, for your support. It makes the show possible. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher or on I don't I or get just on that like, random awesome feed on Reddit. You know where at. Just find us. And say because, hi. Come it's, on. it's really true. We are embarrassingly uh happy awesome. about <laughs> whenever you praise us. That was thank Katie, you, Katie. Guys. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> Uh, whenever we get praise, uh, we grow three sizes. So soon we will be Godzilla-sized. So our hearts grow three sizes. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I am, I am no. actually... Your boners grow three yes. sizes. Soon I will have a fully grown rock hard penis guys we've been drinking a lot <laughs> in reality uh it re- helps the show to grow uh for mysterious itunes reasons what are those so algorithms? really i don't know they don't make them public I'm uh, to but please <laughs> lead, leave us a review you're all the best um i wish that i could make another m&m joke right now but i think i might kill us all bye bye, bye. bye. bye.